You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hi, everybody. It's Ryan with Business Stories again, and I'm excited to bring on my newest guest, David Thompson. He is the CEO of uh, and founder and creative behind the new game Asteroid Arena, which is a board game that David has developed along with his team. David, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. It's great to have you. So before we jump into the game too much, let's talk about your background and your career here. We're both in Las Vegas, and I understand you have a background in poker and card games. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, that was kind of how I just transitioned to video games because uh, right when I was 21, I'm from the Midwest, I'm from Iowa, and mm-hmm. right when I turned 21, I moved out here because um, my grandparents retired here, so we wanted to spend more time with them because right. they were getting older, and um, I got into casino dealing. Um, I was bartending, and I worked at the casino back home, you know, and there's plenty of work out here, so... I yep. came out here for my family and just ended up staying. And uh, I segued into video games because I've been playing video games ever since I was like four years old. My, my first video game was Tetris on the, did, did you have one of those old Game Boys, the big old blocks, the gray ones? I, I did. I had Tetris and that was like 1990, I think. Yeah. 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 So uh, I was playing that, you know, yeah. when I was like three or four and Um, I'm really into like strategy card games and stuff. And so the company started off as a casino game company, you know, and I was designing like poker variants and blackjack variants and my own skill-based casino games. I'm a firm believer in skill-based games rather than playing against the house. So all of my games are uh, skill-based. Yeah. And then um, the, I had a whole bunch of casino games ready to pitch to the casinos and then the lockdown happened yeah and so you know i wasn't even sure if the casinos were going to reopen back then i mean no one really knew anything right and so since everything went digital i'm just like well you know i've been designing card games anyways i might as well give video games a shot and the idea of the game actually came to me in a dream and so after the dream, I just locked myself in my room for about three, three weeks and yep. came up with the whole entire thing. And now we've got a prototype. It's, I mean, it's crazy how you think that the lockdown was negative, right? It was, it was not good yeah. for the city, but on the other hand, it gave chance people a chance to be creative and, and think about what they could do with that time, that extra time, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when everything was shut down, it was really start hard to stay motivated, obviously. But right. um, it, I, I am proud that um, you know I at least used some of my time and moved forward. And you know, the work that I did during the lockdown is helping us accelerate things now. So, like, yeah, I mean, it was crazy, especially here in Vegas. I mean, you were here on the ground floor too. Like, yeah. <laughs> It was nuts here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, this is what I find fascinating about board games in general nowadays, because people are so immersed in the cell phone games, the tablet games, the computer games that, and I have, I have family. My, my older brother is very passionate about board games 
and I'm, I can't believe that there's still a huge following for it. And I, yeah. I even, the other day, I even went into a store that a new store in town that is selling board games and they even have rooms allocated to players who want to get together and play. Like, what do you think is the appeal in this digital world we live in that the, the old fashioned board games still have? Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's a few elements like the two main things. Well, there, there's the social aspect of it and then there's the gameplay aspect of it. Right. Um, the social aspect I think is the major reason. I mean, it's really hard to do role-playing games and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like online, you know, they've tried to do Dungeons and Dragons online for a really long time yeah. and it's just not the same, you know, there's something about um, getting together with your friends and that kind of thing face-to-face interaction i mean that's something that's really hard to find especially nowadays now that everything's digital um so i i like the interaction and as far as gameplay goes um the reason why i designed it as a board game first is because there's less random elements um you know because i'm setting this up as the official esport of las vegas i'm going to use my casino connections to um prop this up as like the official las vegas esport and so um designing a ccg that's competitive is kind of tough because in modern ccgs there's tons of random elements i mean that's why hearthstone and other games aren't as popular with esports players because there's a lot of luck involved with like random card generation and random effects and stuff but you can't simulate those in a in a in a board game so i was forced to make every decision like skill-based instead of luck-based when I was designing all the cards and stuff. So um, I'd say those were the two main reasons. Okay. Yeah. And when you say, I mean, when you say something skill-based, like your game in particular, yeah. can you define that further as to like what, because you know, there are people out there who want a game that's, that's heavily skill-based because they love to think and kind of mm-hmm. geek out into it. And then there's other people that want something that's, fairly simple and something you can just play with a bunch of friends at a party. Real yeah. Quick. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely different types of gamers. Um, the way I would define skill-based is um, where your decisions, like it, it's all about decisions. I mean, you, you look at um, the difference between poker and Baccarat, right? Yeah. I mean, Baccarat is pure luck. I mean, you can count the deck, but not really. And you're just guessing player banker. It's a coin flip, right? Right. So that's a luck-based game. Whereas poker is considered a skill-based game. Right. Because, um, you know, if you're a good player, you can get an edge. And that's the whole idea with the skill-based games. And I'm really making the push push towards skill-based games, especially in Vegas, because um, I would really, really like to see the casinos move away from like a predatory business model where it's like yep. you versus the house yeah. and more towards like a facilitator of competition. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that the younger generation of gamers especially would resonate with that message a lot more. So um, right. yeah, that's that, that's why I'm placing such an emphasis on skill-based and to answer your question, it's like when a good player, being a good player can give you an edge over someone who doesn't know the game as well. Right. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, being in Vegas, I mean, and you and I have lived here long enough. And when I go to a casino, I see, you know, how many years have you lived in Vegas? Again? I've been, I've been here since 2006. So, oh, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you got me beat by a little bit. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but I mean, when you go to a casino, right? Like you see, you see a, a different, you see different kinds of people. If it's a local casino, you're going to see a lot of locals. If it's a strip casino, you're going to see obviously tourists and maybe some locals, but mostly tourists. But like when we think about your game, um, what, how do you envision it working with the demographics that exist at a local level and then a national level for the people that come here? Like what, what would you like to see happen with your game? Well, one really cool thing about our game is that because we're billing it as the official esport of Las Vegas, yeah. um, we are tying the success of the game like directly to the city. And okay. so what I would like to see is, um, you know, where the way we're launching this business is almost like crowdfunding. Right. Um, we're coming out with an NFT collection and we're selling our merch like locally here in Vegas and we're putting all of our effort into Las Vegas. Yeah. And what I would like to do is um, people that see the potential of setting up Vegas as like an esports capital. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone who's in the area that sees the potential of that, just like help us get this thing launched, man. That's what I would like. And um, really what I hope will happen is that the success of our game, it'll show, it'll create like a whole new industry in Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah focused around video game, not just casino games, but video games. I mean, to be a gaming capital of the world, when we say gaming capital, we mean both video and casino games. We don't mean just casino gaming. Right. Um, and since it's an entertainment hub, worldwide entertainment hub, I mean, we have all the venues, we can offer uh, prizes for the video games. I mean, we, we have a potential in Vegas to offer things that nobody else in the world can, yeah. but the effort's never been put towards video games. So what I'd like to do is just have this thing become a huge success, obviously, <laughs> but um, right. I'm hoping I can uplift the city at the same time. I mean, that's the, that's the goal that we have. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So do you envision like a, uh, I don't know if you call, I don't want to say a convention week, but like a, <laughs> a, a, uh, I mean, like some sort of festivities around the game like we're yeah gonna... yeah so yeah. uh what we have planned right now i mean we're going totally local um we uh what i want to do is have uh local incentives for the game itself like if you're in the vegas area um maybe you get like bonus points or extra stuff like i want to give tons of local incentives yeah. and then um uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I get excited about this. I, I no, that's my okay. train what, what was the question again? I'm sorry. I mean, talking about like yeah. event events. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I remember now. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, well, okay. So the thing with strategy card games is that you have to constantly like update the cards to keep the game fresh. Like, do you play magic the gathering or anything like that? I, I, I dabbled in it a long long time ago but i never okay never, never stuck with me so okay well you, you know how like they have different sets you know like yeah. they have like um basically they they come out with different runs of cards and they travel to like a different world every single yeah. set basically yeah. okay yeah. so we're gonna do something similar where um every six months we go to a different planet okay. and um we're planning on having a season finale tournament every six months and then we're going to have a a mid-season tournament as well so the goal is that every three months we're want we're launching a major 
tournament here in Las Vegas for the game. And it coincides with the updates to all the cards and stuff. So okay. like with ne- with each new iteration of the game, we're going to offer like a major tournament and a way for people to compete and win money and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the gaming demographics, right, I, I would say, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't researched it too much, but I would assume it's probably younger, maybe twenties to early thirties, maybe a little older. I don't know, but mm-hmm. like what, where do you see your game fitting and who do you see it fitting for sure. particular? Um, well, I mean, I uh, definitely the younger generation, like millennials and younger are target audience. Yeah. Um, but because of all the things we're offering, like the monetary incentives, I mean, the, the amount of non-traditional gamers has gone up insane during COVID because there was like nothing else to do. Right. And so um, there, I, I designed the the card game simple on purpose like um a lot of these card games uh Yu-Gi-Oh in particular um they're just the cards are just too complicated and a new player looking at one of the cards has no idea like how it even works so um, I tried to make the cards really simple so it's easy to get in and then um it's also monetized through cosmetics instead of tracking down the cards so there's a whole like fashion element, like role-playing element to the game too. I mean, we, we talked about that a little bit, Yeah. but um, so I, I think that encouraging like the role-playing and the whole metaverse angle um, would get new gamers in, but yeah, traditionally just strategy gamers, just like me, like the same kind of people that would roll up a stake and move out to play poker, Yeah. you know? Um, right. Yeah. I just want to, like basically gamers i i think that the younger generation the casinos haven't really tapped in to the younger demographic in terms of uh casino games i mean millennials yeah. don't really gamble yeah but um we love games and we're just bored we know we're gonna lose you know they're yeah. casino games where there's no point in playing a game we know we're gonna lose so right um that's that's where I want to get eventually is to have the casino see the potential and having like different types of games, not just casino games, but like also skill-based games and competitions and where people can actually move out here and play games for a living. I mean, that's what everybody wants. That's what I want. That's what everybody wants. So um, yeah, that's, that's our, that's our target market. And that's the kind of ecosystem I want to set up here within Vegas in terms of my game. So. I mean, what I think is interesting about this whole thing is that, you know, right now we've got the baby baby boomer generation um, who are, you know, I wouldn't say they're playing strategy games. What they're doing is they're going to a casino to relax, eat mm-hmm. something, have a drink and play a, a slot machine. Right. But if we look at gaming 10, 20 years from now, there's going to be a whole different generation yeah. who are like us who grew up playing video games. Um, so I think you're sort of beginning that wave now because I, I think, do you think that's what's going to evolve to? I think, do you think we're going to have less, yeah, yeah. less interest I mean, in slot machines and more interest in strategy gaming and video games? Absolutely. Um, hundred percent. I, I think that, I mean, you were talking about, um, when you're talking about that trend, I mean, it's a legitimate career to play video games for a living through like streaming and stuff. 
Right. I mean, and that's what everyone wants to be now as an influencer. Yeah. And since everything's on shutdown and everything, it's not a bad way to go. I mean, you're self-employed, you can make your own content, like right. that type of freedom um, where you can just take your hobby or your passion and turn it into your job. Like that is incredibly uh, attractive to the younger generation, like right. to anyone, really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyone who's gone back to work after all this crap will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I just think in Vegas has the potential to do that with games. Like, and what I want to have happen is to offer all these incentives and build the, the community because right. like the way that when, when the casinos say the esports capital, what they're going to do is they're just going to add video games to the sports book. Right. And you can bet on video game matches, which that sounds like fun too. There's nothing wrong with that, but like, you need your own games. You need content. Right. And like, I would just want to offer so many local incentives that if you're streaming, you know, in California or Iowa or New York or wherever you're streaming asteroid arena, um, it's worth it for you to like pack up and move to Las Vegas. Yeah. Cause these streamers are mobile too with their studios. So, right. Um, that that's all I want to have happen. Like if you're playing asteroid arena, like Vegas is the place to do it. Yeah, no, I, I think I totally agree. And I see where it's going. I can see your vision aligns with the way things are moving. So yeah, I think so too. <laughs> let's say like, I mean, let's, let's say we've got some people interested listening. We've got some people interested or listening who may want to, invest or talk to you like mm. give us your best sort of idea or, or way to to get people to to visualize what you see this game becoming and doing for las vegas for the people listening out there i see the whole city rallying around this game yeah. um the if if we continue the way we're doing um the city will have crowdfunded and supported the game, shown their support. Yep. Um, it's important to me that the city shows that it wants this to happen before I go ahead and hijack the industry. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that's really cool about um, the community is that are the artwork for the game. So yep. that's, that's basically what we're doing right now. Like th this is, for all the investors, like you said, <laughs> yeah. but basically what we're doing, like um, it's hard to show revenue with a video game. Cause I mean, you're a developer, you know, the startup costs and stuff. So yeah. um, what we're doing is that we're monetizing our concept art. So we're hiring um, 10 different Las Vegas artists. All, they're all underground. There's like a huge underground art scene here in Las Vegas with area mm -hmm. 15 and all that. Right. And um, so what we're doing is that we're going out and we're finding all Las Vegas artists and we're having them do the concept art for our aliens. And then we're making NFTs out of the concept art. Okay. Um, you know, like I have a background in crowdfunding, you know, NFTs get a bad rap because like ever since the South Park episode and all that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like we saw it as a low cost way that we could um it's almost like investing because if the game kicks off, then the NFTs are going to be worth something. Right. And if the game doesn't kick off, they aren't going to be worth anything. So yeah. it's kind of like a crowdfund. It's, we have a background in crowdfunding. So that's why we have it set up. And the way NFTs work is that you can go back after the fact, like retroactively see who has them. 
yep. and like award people for having stuff. So right. that, that's our plan. We're going to do the NFT collections and the merch and then just funnel all of that money into making a video game. And we have a YouTube channel. So um, as we do the art and the design and the metaverse and all that, we're just going to post and record and share everything with everyone and try to do this together. Well, that sounds yeah. great. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, that's that's I, our yeah. approach, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So we're going to wrap this up, but I do appreciate you and your time here. Tell people where they can find you or if they want to get involved with anything involving the game. How do they reach out to you? Sure. Okay. So um, there's three things. Follow our Twitter. It's at Las Vegas Sun, S-O-N. Um, it's uh, Changing Vegas is the name of the Twitter. Um, okay. Our YouTube channel is also Changing Vegas. That's the name of our company. Okay. Um, and then our new website is, and this is the website for the video game. It's uh, asteroidarena.io. Okay. And um, if you go on there, there's you know clips of us playing the game, and um, it tells you all about the NFTs and the crypto and everything. So. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'd encourage them to um, watch at least a few videos on YouTube and then check out our website for sure. Okay. All right. Well, David Thompson is his name. Asteroid Arena is the game. Oh, I like I, what you did there. Uh, I like what I did there. And uh, I'm getting better at this every day. So, yeah. <laughs> so with, thank you so much. I'm excited for you. I look forward to working with you at some point. And um, yeah, good luck with everything, David. Well, th thank you so much, Ryan. And uh, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Take care. Yep. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in becoming an episode sponsor, please email me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thank you so much.